Hi, I'm Jason and you are listening to The Slippery Slope. So today is the 1st of January 2022 and it just amazes me that 2021 is over and it seemed to be over in a flash and so now we're sitting in a brand new year. I hope you had a good Christmas and I hope you had a good new year, a good New Year's Eve. So before I get into anything else, I just wanted to read a blessing to you. Then I'll get on to uh, an article that I wanted to discuss. And this is from Numbers chapter 6, verse 24. And it says, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Thank you for listening to The Slippery Slope. Hi, thank you for listening to The Slippery Slope. It's the 1st of January 2022, as I said previously. And mate, a lot of things have happened since the last time I actually put out a podcast. And it's just been, it's just been amazing how things have twisted and turned in the news, watching everything going on here in Australia. The main topic of discussion in news all around is still COVID-19 um, and all the, the different variants and, and what we're doing. However, Australia's response, our government's response is weird. And I'm going to go through an article which comes from the Daily Mail. really shows how, how strange our, government, our government's response has been. Like I said, it comes from the Daily Mail and the headline says the veteran journalist slammed Australia's confusing COVID-19 response. Now, a, jet, a veteran journalist has launched into an extraordinary tirade slamming the federal government's mixed messages around the COVID-19 pandemic. And I've got to say, so I've been watching over the last couple of days, you know, all the news items and, and people talking about the different changes and what was coming and mate, very confusing, very confusing. It goes on to say in this article, former Sky News presenter John Mangos accused the government of stirring up confusion as it made a series of changes to handling Australia's Omicron outbreak. The federal government had reviewed, had, has revised the definition of a close contact, changing, changed isolation requirements and ditched PCR tests for rapid antigen testing in many cases. Now state premiers have also main, have also remained at odds. Well, that, and that's nothing surprising, is it? With Western Australia maintaining a COVID zero policy, while New South Wales and Victoria learn to live with the virus. Now, regarding Western Australia, for one thing, okay, maybe we should just let them really separate and become their own country. Because I feel like that's what they want to do. And calling them Western Australia, let's just call them opposite Australia. They, they, everything, everything they do is opposite. Oh, I shouldn't say they. It's not, you know, much love to all Western Australians if you're listening. But the Premier there, I would, I would swear, if our Prime Minister, good old ScoMo, if he said, held up a piece of paper and said, I declare this is a piece of white paper, Western Australia, Western Australia would say, oh, I really think we should call it off-white. 
you know, anything ScoMo says, he's got to disagree with. Got to disagree with. Anyway, continuing on, he says, I'm not in favor of the confusion, Mangos said on Channel 9's Today Show. He said this on Friday. Why doesn't somebody just say, so we're all on the same page and we're all going to get it, which is COVID-19. It's a matter of how we manage it. I'm really sick of it, of politicians of all persuasions dancing around this subject. Let's be a bit more honest with people. Isn't he right, but let's be a bit more honest. But you know what? I don't think the politicians really know. They don't want to be honest because if they were honest, they would have to admit that they've made a lot of mistakes in the last two years and maybe they don't really know what they're doing. Goes on to say in the article, Prime Minister Scott Morrison announced several sweeping changes to the government's handling of the COVID-19 pandemic following a national cabinet meeting on Thursday. Those national cabinet meetings, mate, (laughs) biggest waste of time. Anyway, continues on. The definition of a close contact has been redefined and now only covers household or intimate contacts who spend more than four hours with a positive case. Now, this is the strangest, the strangest definition change I've ever heard. Goes on to say, they will only need a rapid antigen test and will be able to leave isolation after seven days if they return a negative, uh, they call RAT, on day six. So that's the rapid antigen test. Now, positive cases, regardless of vaccination status, will be able to leave isolation after seven days for their positive test, but will need to return a negative RAT on day six. I get that respective governments, this is Mango saying, federal and sadly the breakaway state, I think it's referring to Western Australia, I get that they're trying to transition us all in learning to live with COVID, Mangos has said. I just find, for example, the four-hour rule is a bit ridiculous to what constitutes a close contact. Now, this is this is what my first thought was. This four-hour rule, okay? So, the definition of a close contact has been refined and now only covers household or intimate contacts who spent more than four hours with a positive case. So, my, my first thought is, okay, you're sitting at home, a lot of people... Um, a lot of younger people especially will be on 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 something like tinder on a tinder app looking for a tinder app looking for a date so you're on tinder you see something you swipe right left whatever it is think yep tap on that one okay set up a tinder date tinder date comes around and one thing learn one thing leads to another and things get intimate it's an intimate contact and the intimate contact, let's say, lasts for three hours and 30 minutes. That's not four hours. So that means they have not fit the definition of a close contact. Now, I'm not trying to be crude or rude or anything like that. I'm just speaking with a touch of reality. You know, they're talking about intimate contacts who spent more than four hours with a positive case. If one of these people who've had this intimate contact, what you would normally say is intimate, okay, from this Tinder date, and it's lasted for three hours and 30 minutes, according to the government's new definitions, that's not a close contact. Even though they've probably been as close as you can possibly be in the biblical sense. Anyway, so it just doesn't make sense. It's ridiculous. 
<laughs> and that's what John Mangos is saying here. Goes on to say, if you're on Twitter, you would have seen a barrage of tweets last night with people going, I'll just make sure my dinner party goes for three hours and 59 minutes. So that, that's, the, that's the truth. It's ridiculous. Mangos accused politicians of dancing around the COVID-19 pandemic with each state and territory adopting different approaches to combating the virus. Now, Western Australia has maintained a COVID zero approach and closed its borders to the rest of the country, which, hey, no surprises there. Like I said, that's what they're always going to do. If Australia says, if, if the East Coast says we're going to do, we're going to take a right turn, the West Coast will say, nah, we're going to go left. Thank you. Anything, anything to be opposite. New South Wales has taken a more relaxed approach with Premier Dominic Perrottet vowing he will not send the state back into lockdown. And speaking of Peritet, does anyone remember back then in 2021 when they when they took down all the restrictions, um, you know, people could vaccinate and unvaccinated, they could all get around together, everyone was living together, uh, you didn't have to check in, they got rid of all the codes, they got rid of all the masks. And then there was this, you know, outbreak, everything, they, they kept announcing on the news, oh, it's an outbreak. We've got all these cases coming out, all these cases coming forward. The doctors, the so-called experts were all saying, hey, we should bring in masks. Bring in the mask. Bring the mask back in. And you know what? For once, I'd be sitting there going, yeah, okay, if this is what the doctors, the experts, that's what they're saying. You know, we're always told to trust the science. If that's what they're saying, bring in masks, it seems like a, I'm not a fan of masks, but I'll, I'll wear them if, they, if I have to. Um, you know, it seems like a pretty easy uh, easy thing to, to bring in to help people, to help restrict the virus maybe. But no, what's what's the Peritet government say? Um, oh, well, okay, all the doctors and experts say bring in masks. Oh, well, instead of that, we're just going to bring in check-in codes. So we're just going to bring in the code that help us track people. Don't worry about the masks. That was just ridiculous. I'm sitting there going, why? Why would you even do that? Why is that the road that you take? We're not going to listen to what these experts, scientists, doctors tell us. We're not going to bring in masks. Anyway, I just thought it was one of the stupidest things I've ever seen. They had, they'd lifted all their restrictions for about, I don't know, a week. And then they brought stuff back in. Ridiculous. New South Wales Health Minister Brad Hazard, I like to think of him as the buzzard, has ever has even warned becoming infected with the virus is close to unavoidable. He's just full of joy. Bottom line here is that we're all going to get Omicron, he said. Okay. The challenge for us, he goes on to say, the challenge for us in the state is to make sure that our health system can cope with that oncoming virus. And the best way to face it Still goes on to plug it, plugging, constantly plugging the vaccine. Goes on to say, and the best way to face it is when we have full vaccination, including our booster. So doesn't that mean that you'll never have full vaccination? You'll never be, you'll never be fully vaccinated. I saw, saw this meme came up on one of my social feeds, you know, and it's uh, Batman and Robin, and Robin saying, but I'm fully vaccinated, and then get slapped by Batman saying, you'll never be fully vaccinated. And that's what they're saying. When, when you have to get a booster, at, well, I think it's now after four months after getting your double dose, you get two vaccine shots. Four months later now, you're not, you're not considered fully vaccinated unless you get a booster. 
and because it's four months later, I'm assuming every four months. So let's go. Anyway, good on you. Um, it goes on in the article saying Agriculture Minister David Littleproud, and I don't know if you've seen David Littleproud, but um, he's definitely little and uh, he can come across as proud. Also appeared on the morning talk show to urge viewers to get vaccinated and not be complacent with the new variant. Now, just want to say something else about this new variant, Omicron. I'm watching the news and it was a, um, a medical doctor of some sort. It was one of, the, uh, one of the so-called experts that the ABC had. Okay, and they're talking about Delta and Omicron and the vaccines. This expert says, okay, if you are double vaccinated, you will be protected from the Delta variant. The Delta variant is more serious variant. It is the more serious variant and, uh, you know, will put you in hospital. The Omicron variant is not as serious, not as likely to put you in hospital. But to be protected from the Omicron variant, you need to be double vaccinated and have a booster shot. So I'm sitting there scratching my head going, okay, so the Omicron variant isn't as dangerous, but it's more virulent. And even though it's not as dangerous, you need to have the booster to protect you. But the Delta Delta variant is far more serious, more likely to put you in hospital, into the ICU, but you really only need the double shots to help protect you from Delta. Makes absolutely no sense and just supports the argument that these people don't really know what they're doing. Hey, unfortunately, 2022 has started and COVID-19 is still rearing its ugly head and that's all that our news in Australia wants to talk about. There are heaps of other things going on in the world and I'm going to try and discuss a few of the other things going on. However, for now, I want to thank you for rejoining me or if you have never joined me before, thank you for joining me for the first time. My name is Jason. Today is the 1st of January 2022 and you have been listening to The Slippery Slope. Thank you.